You are now in the mix with the Atomic Podcast, where we blow up the news. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast, where we come to you live from the Upper West Side, where we blow up the news on a verbal scale. My guest today, he's a screenwriter, he's an actor, he's a producer, he's a jack-of-all-trades, and also... He is a Ventura. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Mr. Tyrell Ventura. Tyrell, how are you doing today? I am good. I am good. Thank you for having me on. I'm always excited to talk to, to other voices out there in the, uh, in the wilderness. <laughs> oh, man. You, you know, you have a definitely a fascinating career. Um, let's just start off from the beginning. Um, where did you grow up, and how did it all begin for you, basically? Uh, well, I mean, I grew up in Minnesota, and, uh, and you know, grew up in Brooklyn Park, uh, born and raised uh, the opportunity working with Sean, how did that basically come about and how did that Uh, we, we talked that night, and, and you know, he kind of asked, you know, what 
how was it how was it like being exposed into the atmosphere of Hollywood since this is something you always wanted to do this this you knew this was it for you like oh this is what I want to do like being in that atmosphere <laughs> yeah I mean at that time and, and all that that was my passion so you know I just soaked it up I had the you know wonderful privilege and, and opportunity and, and, and good fortune uh, to get lucky and and you know do these you know and hard work uh, working for them you know to, to do and the day together on four films, uh, which was what it had. Uh, the Pledge, the filmy director, and I am Sam, uh, Mystic River, and, and 21 Grams. So not only did I get kind of a great opportunity to learn from Spawn, I also got a great opportunity to learn from you know, Clint Eastwood and Alejandro uh, Enrique and, and Clint Eastwood, and, uh, you know, and, and some amazing actors and amazing crew, and, and, you know, just kind of got the first-hand knowledge of what it's like to, to How did you branch off into screenwriting now from being in that atmosphere? Like, what was the connection to getting into screenwriting? Well, you know, it, it, it you know, it's filmmaking. It did, you, you know, and as a director, you naturally view the world and you get a lot of ideas. Um, and, and so screenwriting, you know, I wanted to express, you know, myself. And, and you know, I think it just kind of came, I, I guess, it, I don't know if it came naturally, but it just, it, it just, it, 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 it made sense uh, for, you know, some of the stories that I wanted to tell, things like that. I wanted to sit down, and I love, I love watching actors, um, and I love giving, you know, actors the tools to create beautiful things. At the end of the day, you're only as good as, as, as a director and a writer, you're only as good as actors, and, and, and I love, love watching actors perform and, and, and create, you know, these beautiful characters, and, uh, and so, you know, it, it kind of, I think, the writing kind of came from there, where it was just kind of like, I love, you know, like, how can I challenge them? You know, like, well, how can we create a character and like, you know, an actor and, uh, uh, you know, see where they learn from it? You know, because the screenplay is kind of just your basic blueprint and then give it to the actor and, you know, and you send it hard for everybody else. You know, they kind of build this beautiful house if you want to use that kind of cliche metaphor, but, but watching them, you know, fill in the blanks of the character and come up with things like that, I just fell in love with that and, and so that's kind of where the screenwriting came from. Of course, you know, it's a great way to express uh, yourself. It's a great way to express things you're dealing with in life. You know, as, as you're doing through as you're writing in general. And, um, and, and so it's kind of that part of my life, that time of my life, it, it felt really natural to kind of start writing. Well, I was actually, um, what was the point that branched you out into doing your own thing, and from being the screenwriter and to jumping onto your own career? Like, what was the, 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 the jump-off point that got you to where you're at now? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, a, it, was a, it was a series of things. I mean, I, you know, now, you know, you know March 23rd, we're, you know, la launching this new show, uh, political uh, talk show on RT America, 
do you feel that you have more creative liberty on on the internet as opposed to being on television? Do you feel it's more? Can you do more online and have no filter online as opposed to being on television, where you have to play to certain, you know, you know, you have to be a certain way on television? Actually, actually, at RT America, the great thing about working with with RT is that they 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 have a, a great editorial freedom. You know, they, they're like you know the one you know if, if if you're working at like maybe one of the conglomerates, you know, you wouldn't have that editorial freedom. You have to talk about the seven stories that are handed down from up on high every day, and then yeah, you can give you maybe a little bit of your spin on them, but you can't really waver from those seven officially authorized stories. But the great thing about RT America are passionate about delivering the news and delivering, you know, stories that, that aren't those kind of uh, safe seven or, or that's the kind of party line that uh, that you get. And then so actually there there I haven't I would say the only difference between editorially the only the only difference is that uh, online you can swear and on T V you can't. <laughs> <laughs> fan of your father's show conspiracy theory and i thought at the you know the time it was released i thought if it was released on the time where unsolved mysteries was still on television i think that show would have still been on the air because like you know there was you know the show's basically was a conspiracy show in itself um did you feel that the the the, the show with, with with everything that was going on conspiracy theory did you feel like you guys went too far in doing other you know conspiracies that you know, Washington or the government wouldn't want you to investigate? Like, do you feel like it got prematurely canceled? canceled? Uh, well, you know, I, the interesting thing about that is that, that you know, I don't know what, it, what really caused the ending of conspiracy theory. Um, it's a conspiracy. You know, uh, did, we push the, did we push the envelope? Uh, yes. Uh, you know, I, we never had that thing from, like, the network saying, well, you can't talk about this story, but at the same time, you know, we, we, you, you only have 13 episodes, and, you know, there, there's so much, I mean, it's sad, I, I, it's sad to say, you know, because you wish that there was more, you know, open, you know, you wish that the governments and, and corporations were more open and, and weren't so dishonest with, with things these days, uh, you know, when they're, when they're making, you know, 
Well, is there any um, episodes in Conspiracy Theory or any episodes that hasn't been produced that you wanted to talk about but it didn't happen? Uh, well, we wanted to do an episode on the TSA and on Homeland Security, and then I was going to be the, I think we ended up doing, I can't remember exactly, but I know that, that that was the one episode that we kind of were never able to really finish, and then that was, was shaping up to be a pretty good episode, uh, you know, digging into the kind of, uh, you know, the, the, the illusion of control that is Homeland Security, you know, they, they, they do a lot of kind of security things and checkpoints and things like that, but the they don't even, they themselves have admitted, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> they've admitted that, that are more for the illusion of security, but aren't really secure. Mm-hmm. And so then you have to ask, like, well, why? You know, there's not, that's the biggest thing. There's no, there's, the, the most important thing that, that is, that if anything, that, 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 you know, we try to get out there on, on shows like Watching the Hawks and, and, and Conspiracy Theory, but, you know, they're very different shows, but, but. Yeah, the biggest thing is just making people feel okay that it's all right to ask. You know, there's no such thing as a stupid question. Yeah. You know, that, that it's important for people to ask why and not just constantly take the official line. You know, maybe the official line's right sometimes, of course it is, but, but, but a lot of times they are leaving things out and they are not talking about certain issues that have much more importance to your daily lives, to our daily lives in this country than, than uh, you know, than, like I said, than talking about a winter storm. Speaking of that, how you was talking about, they usually show like the winter, the, you know, the winter warning and the plane missing. Um, how did you feel about the coverage of the Ferguson thing? How, how, what's your take on that? Well, it was interesting. I was, I was, I was on, I was news producing uh, at the time of the the, the Fer- when, you know, when Ferguson went down, and it was it, what was really, you know, it was a tragedy through and through. What you, what you, you know, thankfully, I thought RT America, RT covered that. Sadly, when it when things turn violent, you know, 
time, you know, seeing these people being, you know, seeing that kind of threat on the streets to them, they had every right, and then look at the documents that came up from the Justice Department and, and how this, this community was not only being, uh, completely, you know, not only was that, that was their police and their government and their court system completely corrupted uh, through not only racist policies, but also policing for profit. You know, where, where you have them, you know, <laughs> issuing tickets and, and, you know, subjugating the populace simply to build their coffer. You know, then you wonder why these, why people, why these community took to the streets to say this is wrong. We're being unfairly treated. Yeah. You know, we're being oppressed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and I think, I think it's, it's, it's tragic that situations like Ferguson have to happen for us to realize that that is, uh, not the, that that is quickly becoming the norm in this country. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and, and, and it's, it's tragic that, the, you know, kids like Michael Brown have to be killed in order for us to realize this. Or, or, or you know, men like Eric Garner have to be, have to be killed in order for us to realize the, the, you know, the, the racism that we, that we live under, the subjugation that we live under at times. Yeah. And, and, but at the same time, it's also, it's also good because it did, it did create a conversation about it now. Do mainstream news cover that conversation? Well, no. In fact, I think that they want to inflame the situation, mm -hmm. uh, to their coverage. But at the end of the day, at least it got people talking, got people aware of something that we were talking about. Alternative media was talking about, RP was talking about long before. Burger never happened. Mm -hmm. you know? And that's the importance of having alternative news out and the importance of people not just kind of taking what's spoon-fed to them and, and saying, you know, I'm going to look at a story, here's the news story, but you know what, I want to get eight different, you know, I want to look for eight different coverages of this news story so I can be better informed and have a more well-rounded, uh, uh, you know, I, I can get all of the information and have a more well-rounded opinion uh, or more well-rounded amount of facts before I make my opinion about how I feel about if you feel when people are watching the news, and let's say a lot of people nowadays, you know, even though the internet is it's pretty much accessible to everybody, but not everybody has the internet, which news station do you prefer to watch on basic t television or cable television in general? Well, the one that I work for, RT America. <laughs> I, I think RT, I think, I think RT and, 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 you know, it's, it's interesting, but I, I think it's a very telling thing, the amount of corporate media control we have in this country and, and kind of how, you know, that corporate control is a turnkey for, for you know, the, the government to kind of spread their version of, of events. Uh, you know, you have, you know, the, the Americans now have to look for foreign news agencies to get at least uh, another part of the story, or at least a forward perspective of the story. You know, in the old, you know, a long time ago, you had that, you had journalists being honest, you had journalists just saying, you know, the facts, here's what we found out, you know, here you go digest them, make your informed decisions, but I think that we are so misinformed in this country um, that, that it's important that we look to other news sources, and, and I think that our key and, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of great places online, uh, you know, Midpress News and a lot of other great places online allow people to kind of get, you know, a second opinion, you know, and allow people to question more, and allow people to say, you know, I, I don't, this doesn't quite feel right to me, I want to know what really happened, and there's a lot of good citizen journalists out there, too, you saw that on the streets of Ferguson, you know, a lot of good citizen journalists, you know, who are untrained but documenting events and putting them up online or streaming and things like that, but, you know, people are getting more information, and that's the most important thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
um, on RGN, since um, you have your whole crew back from Buzzsaw, um, is there any anything that, are, are you guys going to cover cover any conspiracies, or you're, that's, it's not basically about that? Oh, no, we're, we're going to cover everything that, everything that we find interesting, you okay. know, uh, whether it's, it's something conspiratorial, you know, whether it's something in the, cons- see, I don't, I've never liked the term conspiracy anyway, because <laughs> it's, I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, it's, it's funny how mainstream, like, can paint you with a brush and say, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. Well, there are conspiracies. There's conspiracies every day. It's not some, like, made-up, make-believe, fairy-tale thing. Yeah. Now, are there some conspiracies that are, I personally find nuts? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't believe there's no, there are, I think the threads of truth are stretched pretty thin. Uh, but there's other conspiracies that I believe are, are very much there. And, and, you know, conspiracies happen. They're a part of politics. They're a part of power. That's the whole normal. You know, any time a group of people get together to make a decision that affects other people, that's a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and then they keep it, and if they keep it a secret that they made a set of decisions that affect people, uh, and then keep that set of decisions a secret from people, that's a conspiracy. That happens all the time. Julius Caesar was killed by a conspiracy. Yeah. You know, it, it's not like some ancient crazy thing where everyone was running around with tinfoil hats on. I think it's very yeah. idiotic to think that way. It's more you know, of a sensational, and, and, you know, it's more of a sensationalized word, basically, you know, conspiracy, you know, that's... Right, yeah. right, you know, they, they've done a really good job of kind of twisting that word into something that then paints everybody that, you know, oh, if I'm a conspiracy theorist, I'm a loon or a nut. Uh, I don't believe that the world is, you know, I, I don't believe that the world, you know, I, just, I said as much on the show, you know, I don't believe that the world is run by, you know, wild reptilians and things like that. show air? episodes you're going to have a season, or is there any particular order? It is weekly, man. It's four days a week, Monday through Thursday, every week. (laughs) Every week?
you have a sneak peek? What's for on the first episode? Do you can you give me like a sneak peek? Or what? Oh, yeah, you're gonna have to tune in and find out. Oh, okay. I guess I find out. I'm not gonna. I guess I, mean, I won't well, break you. Yeah, I mean, well, it's also you know it's a daily show, so yeah. it, we'll be covering breaking news. We'll be covering you know everything from breaking news to you know historical you know news items that weren't covered the right way. We'll cover the gamut. You know, it, it, it's the great thing about RT America is like I said, I think you. They have they they have give you full editorial control, so we can you know we can cover as much as we can as much as we can fit into a half hour. Yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely, yeah. could people look for that like in Time Warner? The channels probably are different, but I'm sure people can check their um, local cable listings and see what channel that's definitely going to come out on. Oh, definitely, definitely, man, and you know we'll be on YouTube as well, so people can check out the full episodes as well as uh, uh, smaller clips on YouTube. Uh, you know, so I mean, they, they will be all over the map. Gotcha, gotcha, amazing. Um, before I let you go, um, um, can I can I ask you some fun questions? Sure, man. Sure, sure. Are, sure. are you a, are you a Star Wars fan, and are you looking forward to um Star Wars: The Force Awakens? Yeah, am I a Star Wars fan? I'm looking forward to the new Star Wars movie. You know, it's interesting. I uh, I I was very I, I love J.J. Abrams. You know, I liked a lot of movies he did. I did actually like the the you know elements of the Star the Star Trek reboot. Uh, but I had such a bad taste in my mouth from the from prequel to the trilogy that I was real hesitant. But, but then he put out that great that great teaser, and it, I was sitting with Tabitha Wallace at the time, and we watched the teaser. I can honestly say we both looked at each other. Okay, work. <laughs> I'm interested to see you know, Harrison Ford as Han Solo again and definitely Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. It's going to be amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if they handle it right, you know, it could be it could be a great, great film. I'm not keeping my fingers crossed and praying you know, that they do a big job on that one. Yeah. And how about the um, Age of Ultron, which is coming in May? Which, what's your take on that? Well, yeah, it's interesting. It, 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 I, you know, I was such a movie guy that, yeah. that I never, I, I hate to say this, people don't behave, but I never got into comic books. No. But I, I know, I know, I know. It's terrible, it's terrible. But, but I have great friends. I have great friends like, like John Wallace, my great friends, uh, <laughs> you know, who kind of introduced me into the comic book thing. And, and now at 35, I'm kind of back in. I'm, kind of, I'm seeing them for, for the true art form that they are. And you know what? The last Avengers film was, was you know, action blockbuster extravaganza. You know, as a filmmaker, it's not what I, you know, it's not the kind of film that I make as a filmmaker or what I, what I What's your think of the evolution of broadcast television? Sometimes the television shows are actually better than film nowadays, and you know, mm. um, like the, the, you, especially with Breaking Bad and The Walking Dead. What's your take on TV? You know, I, you know what the great thing about that, what, what, what kind of has happened, what's really interesting, is that the film, you know, mainstream cinema has kind of gone that, you know, kind of the action blockbuster kind of route. You know, that, that summer tentpole movie 
be probably writing these amazing dramas like, you know, like The Godfather or Network or things like that. They're finding their voice and they're finding the freedom to, to do that on television. And what you're seeing for dramatic series on television, I think, is, is some of the best storytelling uh, we've had in a long time. You know, probably since, you know, the, the golden age of, the, of Hollywood, which I consider to be the, you know, 70s and 60s filmmaking. Uh, you're seeing that on television now. So, you know, when you see shows like The Walking Dead or, you know, Breaking Bad where, and then House of Cards, you know, you're, you're watching these shows that are, are that the writing and the acting is, and the directing is just so incredible. You're an absolute best word binge. I'm not a binge viewer, man. I will sit down and I remember, <laughs> you know, I remember, I, and then the funny thing was, is I, it, it, it's weird, it's like I was late to the game with Breaking Bad, and, you know, then they had all six seasons, I think, right before the final one on, on Netflix. And I remember just, I remember, like, for two months, I literally watched every single episode, like, you know, four straight, five straight, just like, oh, my God, I just spent five hours with this incredible. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a really interesting dynamic happening on TV that, that is fantastic. You know, it, it's, 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 I, I'm hoping that that trend continues because, uh, yeah, I think you're seeing a lot of artists be able to really flex their muscles, and, 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 and it's, it's good to have long-form storytelling. Yeah. You know, sometimes, you know, sometimes a story can't fit in two, three hours, and you gotta, and you gotta, you know, I mean, I, I might have off to those guys, man. You know, those guys and girls and women out there who are, who are making this great television, because it's, uh, it's hard, man. You know, I'm excited, I mean, you know, I'm launching the show, and at the same time, I got finish my house of cards, and then we got the new season of Game of Thrones coming up, and it's just, <laughs> <laughs> because you was mentioning that um do you find it easier to watch a show when you have all the episodes on like you know netflix they put the whole entire season up there do you you'd like it easier like that or you're a person that is a traditional guy i'll wait every single week every sunday like depending on what show you watch are you are you a fan of the whole binge watching man, I'm, I'm a binge guy man i'm a binge guy i i like i was i i i great example with the sons of anarchy you know, I knew a lot of great people that worked on that show, uh, and I didn't want to watch it until the show was finished, because then I was like, man, I can't wait that week, it kills me. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to wait that week, because it's like, ah, I just want to see what happens next. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'll admit, I'm a total binge watcher, but, but I, I like it, you know, and I think, I think allowing people that freedom, you know, I'm a big, you know, whether it's freedom in politics, or freedom in entertainment, you know, I like, I like people having the freedom to say, you know, Um, I can't be remiss about asking about your dad. How's Jesse doing? He's good. He's good. Uh, dad, uh, 
No, not a problem. Um, does he still have his podcast, We the People Podcast? Because I usually used to hear. Oh yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. No, he does. He does. Yeah, it, 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 it's it's hard to uh, you know, it, it's hard sometimes because you know it's off the grid, you know, yeah. down there in Mexico, and, and so it's hard to kind of get things out, you know, every week. But uh, but they do the show every week, and then then they'll be uh, you know, they'll be the podcast coming soon. Oh, okay, definitely, definitely. Um, plug away your social media, Tyrell, and just give the fans if they want to get in contact with you or if they want to see your work. Well, you definitely can check out, uh, you know, Watching the Hawks. On, you got that on Facebook. We got, uh, uh, I believe it's uh, at, at Watching Hawks on Twitter. Uh, you got my page, Tyrell Ventura, Tap Wallace has her, Stone Stone, we're all on Facebook. Uh, I will admit now for, for your podcast, I, I will be, I will be starting a Twitter account. I've, I've finally had to give in. Uh, <laughs> you got the Instagram uh, I too? Haven't, I haven't created it yet, but as soon as I do, I'll let everyone know. Uh, but you can check out uh, uh, Tabitha's Twitter for right now at, at Watching Tab. I'm re watching Tabitha. I mean, that's it. I'm, I'm still working all those things. But uh, but, uh, but yeah, no, you can check us out online. You can check us out on RT America, YouTube. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll be all over the place, man. Are you in the Instagram band, bandwagon yet or not yet? Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you sound so reluctant. <laughs> Well, you know, it's one of those things, man, I'm 35, it's weird, but I can actually start saying that, that there's certain things that are one part of my generation that I'm kind of, I'm, 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 you know, I didn't, I didn't grow up with it. man, when I was in high school, we, we, we didn't even have cell phones until like the end of high school, you know, <laughs> <laughs> there's certain things I'm a little slow on, but I'm catching up. You know, I was talking to my to my co-host about that. I said I remember when I had Smart Beep when it was only a dollar ninety nine a month, and then now. It's hey like, man, hey man, I remember. I remember when the big thing was pagers and yeah. the exciting thing is that you could spell hell on a pager. Yeah. You know? or, <laughs> or, or not even that, or you could put or whatever it was. You know, I'm like, hey man, I'm, I'm from the days when Snake the Snake game was incredible. You got your phone and you play Snake on it. Oh my god. <laughs> We're, 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 uh, you see, I'm 39, so I'm, I'm just relating to everything. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, man. But, man, all this technology is brilliant, though, at the end of the day, man. The more people can communicate with each other, the more powerful we can be. And, and the, you know, the more borders fall away. And, uh, and that's an important part of this life, is that we need to get rid of, we need to get rid of the, the, the differences and, and things between us. And part of that, part of doing that is communication. And I think the more people can communicate, the better, whether it's podcast, Instagram, tweet, whatever it may be, uh, the more people are, the more people who are communicating with each other, the stronger we are. And, and the more, hopefully, you know, you'll see, you know, idiotic things like racism or classism uh, eventually kind of evaporate and, and go the way of the dinosaur that they should. I know, I, I know, that, that, that definitely needs to happen. It figures like it's going to be around for like, I don't know, I feel like it's going to be, I think I'm more of a pessimist. I feel, figure it's going to, when our kids grow up and everything like that, I think it's still going to be around. I don't know. It's just like, well, we you know, here's the thing, here, here's the most important thing. And I think the one of the biggest hurt, one of the biggest things that, that, that we, the biggest problems uh, with our politicians today mm -hmm. is that everybody is far too short sighted. Yeah. You know, uh, everybody's so focused on what can happen to me and how it affects me that we are forgetting that we need we need giants to start thinking about the future and what affects future generations. Exactly. We might not solve those problems you just mentioned in our lifetimes, but it's important that we at least get.
This is off the subject, but I just thought of this now. I just wanted your opinion on this. Did you see the video of the girl being beaten at McDonald's in Brooklyn? Uh, ooh, I don't, no, I don't believe I have. I don't believe I have. Oh, okay. Oh, definitely, yeah, all right, yeah, definitely, I don't, I don't want to talk about it, you haven't seen it, but definitely try to check that out and get back to me on that, I just want to hear your, your take on that. Well, and that, that's what's so important about, about the fans and the audience, um, is that we do the best we can to cover as much as we can and read as much as we can and see as much as we can, but, man, but that's the important thing that I'm getting back to, is people got to communicate with each other when they see injustice, mm -hmm. you know, or they see wrongdoing and things of that nature, and that, like, prime yeah. example, I didn't know about it, you just told me about it, but I know you're going to email me, uh, you're going to send that over to me, and I'm going to take a look at it. Yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. because you think, because anybody could record a video from their phone, but when no one stands up to, you know, if someone's getting beaten down, you know, it's just it's just a shame, you know, that's all. Yeah, yeah. and I'd say, man, we got to do that. we got to start standing up when we see a wrongdoing, when we see an injustice, we have to stand up and start speaking out. You know, it, it is important to document, but at the same time, we also have to stand up and, and, and be true to ourselves. And, 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 and you know, you, you can change the world a little bit of a, at a time. Yeah, Tyrell, um, thank you for giving me the time, and um, I wish you great success in the future. I don't have to wish you because I know you're going to have it, um, and I look, for, I look forward to seeing your show. Oh, man, and thank you, and I, I wish you nothing but the same, man. Take care of yourself, and, uh, and be safe out there, and as I end every broadcast on Buzzsaw, and, I end, and I'll be ending every broadcast on Watching the Hawks, I say to this to you and everybody listening, that in this world we are not told we are loved enough, so I tell you all I love you. Uh -huh. Appreciate that, Tyrell. Thank you so much, man.